Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. As we celebrate Mother's Day today, which, by the way, was never meant to become a commercial enterprise, when young Philadelphian Anna Jarvis chose to have a memorial service for her mother on the second Sunday in May, 1907, because she had organized women's groups to promote friendship and health. It caught on as a day to honor your mother. And seven years later, President Woodrow Wilson made it a national holiday. Nevertheless, Anna fought tirelessly to have it abolished as a holiday during the last years of her life because she hated how something she intended to honor her mother became so commercialized. Will you bow in prayer with me? God, we bless your holy name. We praise you. Hallelujah to you, God. Hallelujah to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you thanks and praise, God. We choose to count our blessings and name them one by one, and God, you've been good. Oh, hallelujah. And you continue to look beyond our faults and you see our needs and you keep on blessing us. Oh, hallelujah to you, God. You're worthy. We say it, but you're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you, God. Your word says, what do we have, God, that we have not gotten from you? Glory to your name. And therefore, if we've gotten it from you, how can we boast about it? Oh, glory to your name. We bow before your sovereignty today, God. We bow before your throne. We bow before you, you who are a Lord. Yeah, God, you're Lord. You who are a Savior. And you who are indeed our soon coming King. We bow before you. And we say continue to have your way, God. Continue to have your way in our lives. Now, God, we need you to do what only you can do, is to minister this word by your spirit. I bow before you, God, and I yield myself to you for your use, for your purposes, for your plan, and for your glory. Give us all the ear to hear you, God, and please don't let not one of, let not one of my words fall to the ground. But God bless every word that goes forth, be your words coming through me, that it might bring forth fruit in our lives, fruit for your glory, and fruit that will remain. We bind every hindering spirit that would whisper lies to us during this time, this sacred time with our God. Be glorified in this place. Be glorified in every place where we're gathered today. Be glorified tonight when someone tunes into this message because they accidentally got onto this website. Oh, glory to your name, God. You're an awesome God. You're an awesome God. Have your way. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This Mother's Day, the message from the Lord is for children. Children of all ages. You see, no matter the length of our years, there still abides within each one of us a child with memories. Our focus today is from a poem I'd like to share with you, The Outside Child. The Outside Child. Born under circumstances not so perfect, and so assigned a stigma by those on the inside. Maybe you knew about it, maybe you didn't. As a child, you thought like a child, understood like a child. There was no reconciling your mistreatment, or maybe it was just the omission of you when certain folk visited, when others were given privileges you knew nothing about until much later. Why, to some extended family members, you were invisible. While others thought you were worthy of the most menial of chores, the Cinderella stigma. As you grew outside, child, the stigma assigned you became glaring. You learned coping mechanisms before you ever knew the term. By and by, you put the pieces together and discovered your stigmas why. From somewhere within you heard, I'm as good as God made. Would you believe it? Your choice to do so came daily. Oh, outside child, too bad you didn't know from the very beginning that outside children have special favor. When forsaken, the Lord will take them up. You see, he chose to come as an outside child, never caring about the stigma assigned to him he simply chose to be himself, no matter who came to visit and their exclusion of him, their whispers, their jeers, because he knew who he was and what his purpose was. Outside child, you too have a purpose. Check with your heavenly father. Then you will rejoice over the years you felt abandoned. The years you adjusted and readjusted your emotions to endure being you. Those years were not wasted. They were actually ordained. If you had known too early just who you are, your compassion would have been warped, your patience non-existent, your inner strength and fortitude would have had no place to dwell. Kindness 
you would have had none. And the reality of your own weakness would have been dismissed by you long ago. Outside child, rejoice. Because in reality, there's no such person. You were an inside child all along, held tightly inside the father's arms. That's how you lived. That's how you survived. And that's how you came to flourish. Psalm 103, 1 to 6 in the New Living says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. The Holy Scriptures have much to say regarding God's plan for all those who felt like outsiders, felt like outside children when growing up. I love the way one commentator put it, and I quote, as believers in Jesus, we are subjects of Christ's kingdom. This world is not our home. We are citizens of heaven, and we owe our highest allegiance to our ultimate authority, King Jesus. Just as he declared, we too can say, my kingdom is not of this world. End quote. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Hebrews 13, 14. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 3, 20. Our Savior prayed to the Father for us in John 17. Father, keep them because they're in the world, but not of the world. Why? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Our ultimate enemy is not those who mistreated us because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We do not know how privy the enemy was to any of the plans God has for his children. But our father may have let him in on some things about us. And so he attempted to thwart God's plan for us by using others to tear us down, so to speak, 
When we were children. Matthew 10, says, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Theologian Albert Barnes comments on Jesus' words to the apostles and then to us now. And I quote, now Jesus says it even more bluntly. Because of their association with Christ, these men will experience widespread open hatred. This does not mean the apostles or Christians will be hated by literally every single non-believing person. Some would come to faith in Jesus in response to the gospel of his kingdom. Most, though, would not. It does not mean that all kinds of people would hate the apostles, some for the content of their teaching about Jesus and others for the trouble that teaching stirred up wherever the apostles went. History and tradition tell us that each of the apostles sent out by Jesus was persecuted and jailed. Most were killed for bearing his name. Still, Jesus now says that those of them who endure to the end will be saved. He does not mean that they will escape death at the hands of persecutors. He means that by enduring all the way to the end of their lives in faithfulness to this mission he was giving them, they will enter immediately into salvation in his kingdom. End quote. By the way, saints, we don't endure to be saved. We endure because we are saved. I pray we all remember 1 Corinthians 13, 11. The New King James, it says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. The ESV says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. There may have been someone or more than one someone who made us feel like an outside child when we were growing up. Charge it to their head and not to their heart. Oh, I heard that. Somebody just said, oh, no, I don't think so. Their verbal abuse went on for years and even in front of extended family members and sometimes strangers. Well, I didn't want to go there, y'all. But oh well, I will. What is it that God has not forgiven us for? And whether we want to own it or not, there is at least one person that could tell us how we wounded them deeply with either our words or our actions. You don't think so? Please help us out right now, Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to give him a few seconds because that's about all he needs. Aha! Gotcha, didn't he? 
He brought that thing right up, didn't he? You know, Paul McCartney sang back there in 1970. He said, when Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Or he said, when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Whisper words of wisdom. Let it be. Now, let me give you a takeaway. As adults, people can't make us feel some kind of way. I'll say that again, because I know Sister Lydia maybe didn't hear me back there. As adults, people can't make us feel some kind of way. We choose to. And now some of us may have to ponder that in our hearts for a while. When we were young children, we didn't have the tools we've acquired from living a few years. So we succumbed to the abuse and took it to heart. And the wounds are still there today. Why not yield to the healing being offered us today? especially if we've been born again. Let's drop that baggage we brought with us into our new life in Christ. Free somebody else up, and somebody will free you up. Oh, glory to his name. After all, children of all ages, 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That's not saying we're to deny the hurt. No, it's saying we've got to let it go. We can do that, y'all. We can do that, y'all. But we've got to let God help us. Because without him, we can do nothing. Oh, help us, God. Now, let's revisit part of our poem. Outside child, rejoice, because in reality, there is no such person. You were an inside child all along, held tightly inside the father's arms. That's how you lived. That's how you survived. And that's how you came to flourish. Now, let's listen to the words of the psalmist again and make them our own. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The psalmist repeats, let all that I am praise the Lord. Sisters and brothers, let all that you are, all that you are today, praise the Lord. The good the bad, the ugly, the wounded places within. 
the barren places within caused by our suffering. Let all of that praise the Lord because he knew the way things had to go. He did not want to hurt us and he did not want us to suffer hurt. But suffering was necessary not just for our Savior, but for us too. It is my prayer that each of us will join with the psalmist, even in our pain, and repeat those words. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle's. Oh, by the way, let us not forget the last verse of our pericope today, Deaconess Faith. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. And he does this in his time. Children of the Most High God, all that we suffered, will all be made beautiful in his time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you bow in prayer with me? Oh, God, you have indeed searched us today. And you have found us in those hidden places. Those places where we hide that pain that we've never talked about. But God, you, you reached in there today. And, and you want to take that. You want us to give it to you. So that we can be healed today. God, many were the wounds of your children. When, they, when we all were children. But you have come today with the healing balm to heal us in all those broken, wounded places and to help us to free someone, dead or alive, from the pain they inflicted upon us, knowingly or unknowingly. We give that to you right now, God. We give you that pain. Oh, God, you're bringing it up, and it's hard to process right now. It's overwhelming right now. But, God, we want you to take it because you don't want us to hurt from that anymore. So today, God, we bring an offering, and we give it to you, the offering of the pain that shaped us during our early years, even until the years where we are at now. Oh God, thank you that today is the day 
that you helped us to let it go. We give it to you, and we expect to receive your healing. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, there's somebody out there today, you, you're not saved yet. And you're so amazed when God had you trip onto this website. And you found words there, words that spoke to you about your pain. God wants you to know today, praise the Lord, that you can come to him as his brother has. Come and give him your life, and he will indeed give you new life. So if you're at home, in your car, driving, some of those who are here in the sanctuary, come. Give your life to the Lord. And our deaconess is going to go around and she's going to meet you and she's going to signal you when she gets there to lead you to the Lord. Yes, and have prayer with you. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We say all the glory belongs to him. He's the one who saves. Amen. And there's somebody else out there. And you're not in a church building with people right now. But you want to give your life to the Lord. It's not so much in the words that you say. It's what's going on in your heart. So I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. It's simple because the words are not many. But the bottom line is God is doing some business with you right now. And you're about to pass from spiritual death to spiritual life. So for all those who know the Lord right now, I ask that you pray. Because there are some right now who are giving their lives to the Lord. And for those of you who are, this is the prayer to pray. Dear God, I'm a sinner and I want to be saved. Please come into my life. Forgive me for my sins and be my savior. Show me the way to go. Lead me to a place of worship where I can get to know you. I renounce Satan and all of my former ways. And I'm expecting you, God, to help me to live for you, to get to know you, and find out how much you've been loving me all along. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer, tell somebody. Tell somebody. Something happens when we tell somebody that we gave our lives to the Lord. I can't explain it, but something does happen. And somebody else out there, you are saved. But you strayed away. You started doing you more than you was doing Jesus. And then you didn't realize how far it was going to take you. Because as I heard years ago from the late Timothy Ruffin, sin will take you farther than you want to go. Keep you longer than you want to stay. And cost you more then you want to pay. But guess what? God says, come on home. Yeah, yeah, all that mess you made. Yeah, he said, come on. Come on back home. He's always been waiting to receive you back. He's always been waiting. He never turned you away. Even when you turned your back on him, he stayed right there with you. And somebody else there, you need a church home. Praise the Lord. Come on, young brother. You want to come? Oh, you, no. Okay, you got to do that? Okay, go ahead. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for the young brothers and sisters in the house today. Amen. And the way I say, they're not the church of the future, y'all. They're the church of right now because they're here right now. Amen. Amen. And for those of you who need a church home, the Lord leads you this way. We're the Church of the Redeemer Baptist. Our phone number is 215-465-1230. And if you can't get that, just Google us. You'll find us out there online. And we're at 24th and Dickinson. But if the Lord is leading you somewhere else, that's fine. We're not here trying to build up members for the Redeemer. We're trying to build up members for the body of Christ. Amen. So today, praise the Lord for the souls. We had one here in the house that came to the Lord. And praise the Lord for the souls that are out there that came to the Lord today. And if you did give your life to the Lord today, please contact us. Please put it in the um, Facebook comments. And give us your contact information so that we can celebrate with you. And so that we can help you get started on your journey. Because that's why we're here to serve you. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And at this moment, I ask that you prepare your hearts. And whatever it is you choose to use where you are to take communion.